Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Sarah Duran. Sarah, you are the founder of Fruition Initiatives, and you're found on the web at fruitioninitiatives.com. Sarah, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. And what, what do you do at Fruition Initiatives? So I focus primarily on um, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Um, I have a project management background, and that's how I got started as um, a freelance project manager. Um, Over the course of the last eight years that I've owned my business, I've um, been utilizing and leveraging project management strategies to help entrepreneurs think more intentionally about setting better goals, um, operationalizing them so that you're actually achieving those goals and um, setting up the operational side of your business so that the day-to-day logistics of your work aren't getting in the way of what you really should be focusing your time on. Yeah, I feel like there's that quote somewhere that's relevant, something about like a goal without a plan is just kind of a wish or something like that. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> and and so what when we're thinking about, you know, particularly, you know, as, you know, kind of 2023 is is a great, you know, the beginning of 2023, January, February, you're always thinking about, you know, what our goals are for this year. Um and it's it's fine to you know make a list of goals, but then to just look at the goals without a specific plan on how to do that. And you know, the, not that you know maybe some things we have to do personally, um, but how do we get maybe some big projects done? Like, so let's say it's um, you know we want to offer a new class, uh, we we want to be able to offer a new line of service, and we just like we start thinking about that. It's like, boy, that's going to be a lot of little things. Like, how do we get big things like that done? Such a good question. I would actually take it back like a few steps before that, before you're like setting that goal. Um, I think that what a lot, what, a lot of times happens, especially for small businesses or solopreneurs, folks that work primarily by themselves is that, and this, I think this is true for everyone, but when you work by yourself or have a small shop, but you have a little bit more flexibility in this area, I think a lot of people, especially this time of year, end up setting um, goals kind of like off the cuff. Like I'm going to set this goal. I'm going to do this thing by March or by June or by the end of the year. Um, What I find is that a lot of um, people and companies don't do the upfront work of really thinking fundamentally about who they are, who their company is, and what you really want out of your life and your company. Again, when when you're a small shop or primarily work by yourself, those your life and your company are a little bit more fluid and intertwined than sometimes they are when you're working for um, a larger organization. Um, but I would say like backing up and 
before you're thinking about operationalizing those goals, which I'll get into in a second, I would say fundamentally making sure that you're, that these are the right goals. Cause I think sometimes we, Mm. um, think about things that we want to achieve, um, without doing the hard work of really understanding, like, is that the right thing for me or my company in this moment? It might be easy to say, uh, by the end of this year, I want to work four hours a week. Uh, and I want to quadruple my money. And maybe, maybe you do, or maybe you might get there and say, I don't know. Maybe that's not, I I think just sometimes we hear these ideas, right? About hustle, 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 so that you can have Mm -hmm. this. And then I can tell you, I've talked to a lot of people who have had successful exits, like they've gotten everything that they thought that they wanted. And then they get there like, yeah, eh, I don't know. It's, Mm -hmm. I'm bored. And, and, uh, so I, I share that in that, that, you know, the, the journey where we are right now, it, it should be the enjoyable part. Like this is, we're in it right now. This, this is when, when you achieve higher levels of success, I think that you'll look at what you're doing right now. I, I don't, don't, what I'm saying is don't put off happiness, right? Totally. And, and say, you know, I'll be happy when. And, and when you're working with your clients and your you know folks that are, are following what you're teaching, like how do you address that topic? Uh, I mean, I think that you said you said something in there that was exactly what I talked to um, my like coaching clients about is um, I should like what I thought I wanted. Um, and so I think there's fundamentally like a few reasons why we end up like quote unquote wanting things that we don't that we don't actually want. Um, so either it's like we, it's what society wants us to want, or it's what um, someone else wanted us to want. So like going off to get, you know, your PhD, because that's what your mom wanted you to do or something like that. So I think doing that hard work of really examining what you want. And again, like that also like leads into what, um, what like the overall vision and strategy for your company um, is a super um, huge one. I also think that um, reevaluating that. So I'm a big believer in short cycle goals. I don't. I usually tell people not to set goals any more than six months in advance, um, because I think that life is fundamentally unpredictable. I think we've all learned that lesson over the last three years um, in in the way things have played out in the world. Um, but that's always been true. Life is fundamentally unpredictable. And I think what happens is we're always coached to set these super long-term goals. And then we don't set up systems to check in on them strategically over time. What's relevant to you now is iterative. It's always going to change. So what you want now may be different tomorrow. It may be different in six months. Um, and it's definitely going to be different in a few years. And so setting like a five ter- a five-year um, goal is might not be the best idea because in five years, you're going to be a different person. Your company is going to be a different company. The economy mm-hmm. is going to be different. The world's going to be different. And so I think that's absolutely right. Like not putting off happiness, um, especially when you work for yourself. I think you have a lot more control about making sure that your happiness, again, when you have a team, you have to, you also have to make sure that the strategy and vision for your company supports the happiness of your entire organization. Mm-hmm. But um, you have control over that. 
you're the only person that has control over that when you're when you're the leader of that company or when you are a solopreneur and work for yourself. And so doing the hard work of thinking about what that means for you and like really thinking about it, which is something that I walk through a lot of my coaching clients through um, is not is actually not it's not very intuitive because we're not asked um, uh, regularly to really think about what we want, um, what makes us happy. Um, and when you get down to that, I think a lot of people, their goals end up looking pretty different than what they thought they were going to look like. And then it's about setting up those short cycle goals and ways to check in on those goals so that you're adjusting constantly. You're setting a short cycle goal. You're trying it out. You're coming back. You're saying, okay, like, how am I going to adjust this goal? What do I want to do next? So that you're still getting closer to those overarching um, targets, but you're not being super strict about exactly how you're going to get there. You're testing out things along the way. And I think on that note too, we might look at goals that we had previously and maybe it was just like a personal goal. Like uh, I'm going to read a hundred books, you know, like someone may have said, like, I'm going to read a hundred books in 2022. And you didn't come anywhere near and accomplishing mm -hmm. that. Or, you know, I was going to lose weight. I was going to, you know, hit seven figures in my company and that didn't happen. And you might look at that and be disappointed, but how would you work with someone who looks at their previous goals and says, boy, did I really come up short? And then maybe they internalize that and feel like they're a failure in some way. I mean, my biggest question to any, like any of those examples of those goals, I would always just ask why. So I'm a big believer that setting um, qualitative goals instead of quantitative goals. So to thinking about what success looks and feels like, as opposed to like some arbitrary number um, or date or quantity, um, is fundamentally makes for better goals. And so I, for any of those, like, if you want to, if you want to make seven figures, I would say, why, like, what does seven figures give you? What does that do for your life at the end of the day? And then it's like, the goal is whatever that looks like and feels like to make seven figures. That's your goal. It's not like if you're, if you come short of seven figures, but you still like, I don't know, bought that vacation property or like did that other thing or were able to retire early or whatever it is. Um, that's what you're aiming for. And if you can do that without, um, hitting what you, what you like arbitrarily decided was your goal, you still succeeded. I also think that a lot of people, um, myself included, especially this time of the year, I look back at everything I thought I was going to do in 2022, or like those things on my list that just like roll over, like whatever it is, reading a hundred books, losing weight, whatever it is. Um, some of those things are important and you can't get around them. Like health is always going to be important. You need to focus on that. But I also think that for a lot of those things, I would say people sometimes have goals that they push off year to year. And when mm. you don't achieve a goal over and over again, it's probably not the right goal. So yeah. like, do you really want that? Or back to what I said in the beginning, like, is it that someone else wanted that for you and it really isn't the right thing for you and so maybe you just need to like let that go um so I think it's about like set like setting better goals like having these more like qualitative ways that we're measuring success um having those short cycle goals so that you're not sending something so far out that it's completely irrelevant um and just like being flexible like knowing that again like what you want today may not be what you want tomorrow
On your website, fruitioninitiatives.com, uh, you provide tools, resources, support for freelancers and solopreneurs who hustle smarter, not harder. Um, of those folks that are listening to us right now, who should be reaching out and connecting with you and, and how do you support them? And like, what does engagement look like? That's a great question. So I support folks all along the spectrum of entrepreneurship. On my website, I have um, tons of resources that are um, specifically designed for folks that are just like ready to make the leap. They're ready to quit their nine to five. They're ready to work for themselves. Um, I have a lot of really great resources there for that. Um, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching engagement. So working with people around these ideas around goal setting, just like you setting better goals for yourself and your company. And then that's where the project management side of my work comes in is using smart project management strategies to operationalize those goals. So if you don't make, like you said in the beginning, if you don't have a plan, we can set big goals all day long. If you don't have a plan to actually execute on those goals, it's never going to happen. And that's where my project management background comes in, where both of my coaching and my consulting clients, I use project management strategies to make sure that we're setting smart, like interim targets um, and hitting those and adjusting things um, as things change, which they inevitably do. Sarah, are you also consulting with companies as well on their uh, on their project management and and their operations? I am. So I spend about um, I would say I spend about seventy five percent of my time um, consulting with and managing projects for um, large companies, universities, um, and um, organizations. And so I do a lot of like one on one consulting where I'm helping with overall like project strategy, operational strategy. Um, and sometimes like a fractional COO type of a role. Um, and then the other like 20% of my business is kind of that like one-on-one -on -one coaching and like content development and support. Yeah. And um, who, so when you, are you uh, work? So it looks like you're working a lot with universities. Like how do you connect? Like someone may say someone's listening to us. And they're like, maybe they do something different, but they're looking at what you do and they're like, I want to work with universities. That sounds fun. How did you begin that? And, and how do you continue to do that work? Um, so it's, I mean, it's very much like, I think part of your primary philosophy is just like making really intentional connections with people. Um, and that's how I got into that work. So I started my career before I went on, out on my own. I worked primarily for, um, nonprofits and through that role, I ended up making managing um, research projects and programmatic projects. I made a lot of connections in um, the university space, especially with researchers. And when I decided to go out on my own, I leveraged those connections to be able to um, start managing uh, projects um, for researchers. So that's one of my primary um, like niches is um, managing research projects. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's all about connections. I think that's true. Like no matter what sector you want to um, get into is no way. Yeah, Sarah, um, you know, one, one last thing for freelancers who are listening to us and they, maybe they have some sales goals that they need to hit, or, you know, maybe their customer load has been inconsistent and they really want to beef that up. What do you generally recommend or what are kind of your tent pole advice for freelancers that are looking to increase their book of business? I am a big believer in networking. So I think you should be, I think you should 
always have a strong network. I think you should be tapping that network and keeping that network um, strong all all the time. Um, I think a lot of freelancers end up going routes of like freebies and um, mm-hmm. click funnels and things like that. And I'm like, it's not if you if you are primarily a solopreneur and you're selling primarily your expertise, then you need to be building a base of long term steady clients that will hire you over and over again that are truly the people you want to be working for. You're probably not going to find those people from Instagram or um, other places like that. And so I think that just networking, finding those places, the types of clients that you want to be working with and having as many conversations as possible without directly trying to sell people. Um, So I think looking at people as people and connections and not as potential dollar signs is always really important. So you should be networking all the time because then when you're in a place where it's like, oh, I need to pick up like three clients before the end of the year, you're, you've already laid that groundwork. You're not like going out being like, hey, um, it got in work for me. You already have like a strong network of people that you can reach out to. I, what you're saying is contrary to what some gurus out there say, and I love it. <laughs> uh, and I, and, and I absolutely agree with you. It's when you can get a bunch of decision makers to say, oh, good. Now I have a friend who does what you do. I feel like that's like, I mean, if you if you're thinking, you know, obviously, if you're concerned about you know, your cash flow and you know maybe making money, you should hear the cash register ringing when you hear that. If that's what you're looking totally. for right now, now it may not happen right away, but but continue to invest in that relationship, and it's just a matter of time. It's kind of you know, it's like if you get to a point where 100, 200 decision makers and centers of influence all know who you are, what you do, they like you and they would recommend you. And you get to that point, it's kind of game, set, match. You're, you have job security. You right. are set for life when you get there. And so, and I agree with you that um, big they're, employers are not buying tripwire products. They don't mm-hmm. want to sit through spammy they know they're in a sales funnel it's just they know what exactly what's going on that's that's not where they're hanging out i agree with you that's right you want to you want to build you want to and you want to work with someone that you like and that you trust and the only way to get to that is building a relationship with someone yeah okay fruitioninitiatives.com when somebody goes there sarah what should they click on what like how do they continue this relationship with you yeah. So I, like I said, I think it kind of depends on where you're at in the spectrum. If you're just getting started, um, I have a ton of resources, including a lot of free ones um, for folks just looking to like get their freelance or sol- consulting solopreneur business off the ground. Um, if you're interested in um, uh, consulting, like thinking about like maybe an operations audit and maybe thinking differently about the operations for your company, there's um, a consulting page where you can reach out to me for a free consultation. And um, same with the coaching stuff. If you're just looking for some one-on-one support to re to think or rethink about um, the direction of your business, your life. Um, because like I said, when you work by yourself, those things are intertwined more than most. Um, you can uh, de- find all that information on the coaching page of my website. I also write a ton of blogs. I have a sub stack. You'll find all that stuff on there too. All right. And that is fruitioninitiatives.com. You also have a podcast again, the Freelance Revolution podcast, which you can search Mm -hmm. and find as well. So Sarah Duran, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.